Happy Father's Day. In just a few minutes, you're going to hear from some of our spiritual fathers. I asked Simon to contact our fathers, many of our spiritual fathers, not all of them, of course, and just ask them what thoughts they would like to share with us from their heart today. And you're going to just love it. And we finish up uh, in a few minutes with Pastor Messer sharing some great thoughts with us. But I just want to start, and I want to share five things with you this Father's Day as a spiritual father, because these are five things that I truly believe about you. This is what I believe about the sons and daughters that are in this house. So here's what I believe about you. Number one, I believe you're growing. You're growing. I do not believe that you have stagnated or stopped or somehow have come to a standstill. I don't believe that at all. I believe that your roots are going down deep into God. The Bible says in Colossians chapter 2 and verse 7 from the Message Bible, it says, you're deeply rooted in him, you're well constructed upon him, you know the way around the faith. Now, Do what you've been taught, school's out, quit studying the subject and start living it, and let your living spill over into thanksgiving. I believe that you are growing, and sometimes our best growing happens in dark and difficult days. I do not believe for one minute that you are winding down or drawing back. No, I believe that you are pressing in and growing up. And that's what the scriptures want. This is what the scriptures teach, that we should grow up into him. We read in Ephesians chapter four and verse 15, but speaking the truth in love, let us grow up in all things into him. And I believe that's exactly what you are doing. Second thing I want to say to you today as a, a, a father, spiritual father in this house, I believe your heart is getting bigger and bigger. And I believe your heart has gotten bigger through this difficult season. Psalm 119 in verse 32, the psalmist says, I will run the course of your commandments for you have enlarged my heart. Here's what I believe about you. Your world may have gotten smaller, but your heart has gotten bigger. You have a good heart. You have a tender heart. You have a generous heart. You have a kind heart. And you have a willing heart. I know the enemy would like to sift you like wheat, but your heart is strong and courageous. And in the midst of this global pandemic, your heart is not failing you for fear. Your heart is not faint and it is not faltering. No, I believe that you have kept your heart, guarded your heart with all diligence. And that's exactly what the scriptures teach us to do in Proverbs chapter four and verse 23. Keep your heart with all diligence For out of it springs the issues of life. And you know what else I believe about your heart? You have kept room in your heart for others, for the poor, and for the underprivileged. 
Your heart is not shriveled up. Your heart has been enlarged and your heart has gotten bigger. The third thing I want to say to you today as a father in this house is that I believe that you have considered your commitment to Christ during this COVID-19 and you have determined and decided that you are not a consumer Christian, but you are a consumed Christian. And that you can say with David, David said, I follow hard after God. We read in Psalm 63 and verse 8, my soul followeth hard after thee, and thy right hand upholdeth me. I believe your commitment to Christ is stronger, stouter, sturdier than it has ever been. The fourth thing I want to say is this. I believe that your faith is flourishing. We read in 1 Thessalonians chapter 3 and verse 7. So we have been greatly encouraged in the midst of our troubles and suffering, dear brothers and sisters, because you have remained strong in your faith. And we read in Romans chapter 1 and verse 17, for in it, in the gospel, for in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. From faith to faith, because it is written, the just shall live by faith. And I believe that about you as a son and as a daughter in this house. You are going from faith to faith and from strength to strength. The coronavirus has not caused your faith to falter. We read in 1 Corinthians 16 and verse 13, Stand fast in the faith, be brave, and be strong. And I believe that scripture has your name written all over it. And finally, the last thing I want to say is this, and we're going to move right in to some wonderful thoughts from other fathers in this house. But I want to say that I believe together, you and I can honestly say, it is wrong in my world, but it is well with my soul. Amen. Happy Father's Day. Hey, Brother Stuart. Hello, Brother Simon. <laughs> so tell me, how many kids do you have? I have uh, th uh, four children. I almost said three. Uh, four children. <laughs> and uh, how many grandchildren? Uh, none yet, but very ready. I am very ready for grandchildren. Uh, yeah. Whenever they arrive, man. No mate, pressure. No mate, pressure. <laughs> no pressure for me, but I'm ready already. Yes. Yeah. Now, obviously, you're a dad in this church, a father in this church, um, someone that many of us look up to. Um, I know I look up to. Uh, what advice would you give us during this, this season as a father in church? Mm. I, I guess um, the advice I would give in this season and time uh, was what I would give in any season uh, and time. Um, and uh, I, I think that, uh, you know, I, I realised um, when I got married, I thought I understood what love was. Um, and then, uh, then I had, you know, uh, children and I realised that, oh, like there's even some greater love that you can have. And uh, you know, I, I realized, I thought when I got married, um, I, I thought I loved my wife so much that I'd take a bullet for her, and I would. But then I realized, you know, when I'm having this baby, man, man, I would use my wife as a human shield to protect that thing, man, you know? <laughs> and, uh, but I, I realized that the love for something was even greater again. And I, I think I fully understood the love that the Father, God, uh, has for us as well, you know? And, 
So I would say to uh, young dads, young men, um, that the Bible says in, in John 15, 13, that uh, no greater love has any man than this, that he would lay down his life for his friends. And I think you know, laying down your life for your friends is one thing, but laying down your life for your children is another thing. And I would say that uh, how you lay down your life is in many ways. But I know that Veronica and I as parents have decided a long time ago that we would lay down our agenda. We would lay down our uh, own feelings. And, and how you do that is, you know, you get home from work, you're tired, your kids want to go to their connect group or Bible study or youth. We would do whatever we could lay down what we felt uh, because I always want to demonstrate to my children that uh, when you're tired doesn't mean that you change how you love Jesus when you you know, had a big day doesn't change how you love Jesus you know and I want my children to walk in the Lord themselves <clears throat> it says in uh, uh, one uh, three John 4 it says uh, that I talked about no greater love but no greater joy uh, is it to see your children walking in the truth and uh, I, I would think that uh, I've got three children that are adults now. Uh, they all have their own walk with God. They love Jesus themselves, not because I do, because they've got their own walk. And I would say that there's no greater joy in my life than to see that, mm. even more than actually when they came out and I saw them for the first time and I never felt love like that before. Uh, that's certainly what I feel. I've never felt joy like that before, to watch my children love Jesus for themselves. Good, appreciate it. Any tears? No, not yet. Some, they're close, close up, they're there's close. some. <laughs> Tim, happy Father's Day. Thank you. Great to see you. So how many children and grandchildren do you have? I have three children and seven grandchildren. You got that right? <laughs> <laughs> I got that right. Well, yes. I'm sure I did. So uh, I wanted to ask you, um, throughout this you know, unprecedented season, what advice would you give us? You know, I'm a young dad. What advice would you give me, people of our church, throughout this as a father in our, in our church? Well, it has been an extremely difficult uh, start to this year from yeah. probably February. Yeah. Uh, something that we've never experienced and I've never experienced as a father. But my advice is to remain resolute as a father and, and to be there and to, and to be available for, for your family wherever they might be looking for, for advice or a bit more love or a bit more exposure to you to, to get them through what they're going through. Yeah, to be steadfast, to be resolute and to, to remain confident. Yeah. yeah. Not throw in the towel and, and be sceptical and doubtful and yeah, sure we're concerned but uh, we have a God that is always there and uh, we have plenty of answers and if we don't have solutions to a lot of things we we have the power of prayer and that gives us a great confidence and we continue to pray for our family and pray for others that we know and around us and those that are under stress at this time reg great to see you you too happy father's day thank you sir and how many children and grandchildren do you have i have three children and ten grandchildren whoa Double digits. I got the number right. <laughs> <laughs> so what advice would you give us during this season as a father in our house? I, I, I guess any advice I could give from myself would be pretty, pretty weak. <laughs> um, but I suppose over, over the 71 odd years, 
I've learned a few things. And one of the things I've learned is that so often we um, treat God's word like a, I need to go to, you know, rather than this is the go-to. And, and often we, we run to prayer as a, as a desperate measure rather than it being the answer yeah. to our needs. Um, so, yeah, I think in these sorts of seasons, um, we need to be going to God's word as the answer, not just an answer. It is the total answer, and you know when you look, I jotted down a few scriptures just this morning, when I was just thinking about this, and just everywhere you go, there's there's positive power in God's word. You know, like in in Hebrews, it tells us to hold tightly to the profession of our faith, because the one who's promised is faithful. Um, go into Isaiah, and it says, "He is our strength and our song." You know, and everywhere you read through the scripture just reinforces the fact that God hasn't changed. Yeah. It doesn't matter what the circumstance is. It doesn't matter what the crisis is. God doesn't change. He is still God and he's our loving Heavenly Father. And on a day like Father's Day, what better father to go to than our Heavenly Father? Mm. You know, um, if you go further into Isaiah, it says, when you go through the waters, I'm going to be with you. You know, they're not going to overpower you, not going to wash over you. And the proverb says, be strong in the power of his might. Um, going to Romans, oh my goodness, Romans 8, you know, if God's for us, who can be against us? Yeah. Uh, you know, and all those, all those verses in there, you know, nothing, nothing is too difficult for him. Nothing can separate us from his love. Um, Ephesians 6 says, that, you know, be strong. Be strong in the Lord. Be empowered in Him. Draw your strength from Him. You know, and I, and I think, you know, just to know that God will make a way, regardless of what the circumstances might look like at the moment, whether it be employment, whether it be uh, a family issue, whether it be financial, whether it be even that we've lost someone in the family. God will make a way because he doesn't change. He's faithful, always, always, always faithful. So I I guess my advice would be go go to the one who is always faithful. Don't go to the media who will tell you all you need to know about everything. (laughs) Go to the one who knows everything. And that's, that's God, our Father. Hey, Pastor Dan, all the way from Phoenix, Arizona, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing out there in uh, Sydney, Australia? Doing good. So how many kids do you have? I have three kids, two grandkids. Oh, you're too young to have two grandkids. <laughs> so Dan, uh, what advice would you give us as a father in our church? Even though you're on the other side of the world, you're still a, a father in our house. Uh, what advice would you give us during this time? It has been interesting to me um, to see how, how powerful culture is even in countries, because let's, let's face it, Australia and America don't really have what you would consider to be their own culture, right? We're immigrant countries. And because we're immigrant countries, I think sometimes we find ourselves jealous of, not jealous in a bad way, but like really envying countries that have real culture, <laughs> you know, like depth of it. Um, but during this COVID, this, this pandemic, during the season, um, I've definitely realized, wow, 
I guess we do have culture. Like attitude is 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 culture, and I can't. It's hard for me to really honestly feel like I'm going to say something that can relate to Australian dads um, because without really spending a ton of time there, um, I feel like it's hard. I know for my heart here, I want my kids and my grandkids to be um, to be authentic. I, I want them to recognize that this is the the first in, in in our lifetime, the first real season in which I think first world Christians have an opportunity to actually demonstrate that we really do believe what we have professed to believe all along that we that we that we do trust God's word that we do stand upon his promises that that our our walk with Christ hasn't always just been platitudes and um uh and song lyrics you know that we that we really confess things that that we are convinced that that everything happens and God works everything not just for our favor but for his favor in our lives and during this season there's actually um an opportunity to be a light in the darkness because I think for the first time at least that I can think of maybe since World War II um the whole everybody is questioning and and searching and pondering what life is all about and, and searching for some meaning, uh, maybe not just in, in, in what is right in front of us, but just in general, what really matters? What, what, what meaning is there? So I think as a grandfather and as a father, like for me, I, I think, man, I really want to instill deep spiritual roots. And, and I, I think it, if you asked me five years ago, I would have wanted to say that. But I think there would have been a lot of surface things that as a dad you want to instill, right? Be a hard worker, um, be kind to people, like all these really great cliche things. But now I'm like, man, I want to know beyond a shadow of a doubt that if the waves were beating the side of the boat, that my kids and my grandkids would know that God was able and, and not immediately turn to their life jackets and think, hey, this is what's going to save me. Good common sense. Um, and I don't mean that negatively. I, I really don't mean that negatively. I, I mean that sincerely, that, that we can stand upon the promises of God. And that. Um, and I'm trying to think, I was just reading in Isaiah 30, um, when it talks about when, when God's speaking to the Israelites, and he's really kind of uh, excoriating them for them abandoning God and the precepts of God. And, he's, and in it, he says, now... You will, a thousand of you will flee at the sight of one. And I feel like um, in, in, in the first world church, or at least here, I feel like that is kind of being exposed. Like we're, 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 we're so quick to find ourselves anxious and worried. And I don't want my grandkids to, I don't want them to follow in that. I want them to be so rooted in the word of God and the power of God and the power of his presence and his promises that nothing shakes them. So, Trev, great to see you. Happy you Father's Day. Yeah, thank you. And happy grandfather and great-grandfather day. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> so how many kids and grandkids and great-grandkids do you have? I have two children. I have seven grandchildren and one great-grandchild, another one on the way. Wow, that's like generations, man. It is. Hey, so we wanted to ask you today as a father in our house, mm -hmm. uh, what advice would you give us? 
uh, yeah. for, during this season. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. and, you know, a lot of people look up to you. I look up to you. Um, what advice? <clears throat> Give us some wisdom. Well, I, what could you say? But our Father gives us, he's given us all the example of what we should be. You know, like um, he's our provider. He's our um, protector. He's the one who encourages us and believes in us. And fathers being those sort of fathers, it makes such a big difference. And you, Simon, are a classic example of coming up in that community. I remember when you oh. came, came into our church family, a starry-eyed, unchurched um, teenager, yeah. and exposed to that environment where people loved and supported you, and you discovered a God that loved you just as you are. And, and, and you, and you from that teenager now, grown into leadership. And a sound guy that turned up my guitar. Yeah. Really loud. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's you. <laughs> and so it's amazing. And then, then we can talk about little Ivor Rowles and yeah. little two-year-old, little Elliot Austins, like we're coming up in that environment and imagine what they will be like leaders in our community. And it's, it's the mind boggles in it, you know? Yeah. And that's what we, as fathers, what we're asked to be, just like as the Father has been to us. And that's the, you know, we might talk about our, our jobs and we might talk about the great car we drive, we might talk about amazing business or work of what we ever have, but you know, it's the legacy we leave that will go for generations to generations beyond our lifetime that we leave. So what an honour it is to be that Father, to bring those attributes that our Father God brings, isn't it? Love it. Mm. Thanks, Trev. Pastor Craig, all the way from Melbourne, how you doing? I'm doing really well. How are you going, Simon? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. As a father in this church, what advice would you give us? How many daughters do you have? Six girls, six wow, beautiful princesses. <laughs> so what advice would you give us during this season? Look, I would encourage you to recognize that so often love is spelt T-I-M-E. You know, in this season, uh, investing in relationships is so important. You know, one of the things that I've noticed, particularly here in Melbourne, where we've been so constrained, so locked down, we, we literally, you know, one person from the household can leave the house once a day for one hour to go shopping. Like it's that restrictive. Anytime you go out, you have to wear a mask or you're fined $200. You know, there's, there's so much. Uh, you can't leave your house. You know, if you want to exercise, you, you can only go within five kilometres from your home. So in this time of, that's constrained and, you know, unprecedented, as you said, Simon, one of the things that I've noticed is that as a father, I need to invest in the life of my children. I need to give them time. I need to give them attention. And, you know, if there's one blessing of this pandemic is that for many of us, we have a little more time than we usually do. The rhythm of life has changed. And so, you know, I've sort of taken the attitude, I want to seize the opportunity of the moment. I want to seize the blessing. You know, uh, the, the scripture says that, you know, as we trust the Lord, and commit our way to him don't rely on our own understanding he'll direct our path and one of the directions i've really felt that god has 
has said to me as a father is invest, well, invest firstly in my marriage. You know, Melissa and I have been married 25 years. And one of the things that I've resolved is I don't want a mediocre marriage. I don't want as the years to go by for us to get so used to it, one another, that everything becomes ho-hum. And so investing in my relationship with my wife, even though I can't take her out to a restaurant, we can't go, you know, to the things that we normally go to, we can still have dates. We can still create special times. And so that's been something that, um, you know, has gripped my heart. But then in terms of my children, uh, investing in them. I'm conscious that right now we are building incredible memories so that in years to come, when our kids think about 2020, I know right now they're going to say, hey, the best part of that time was how much fun we had with mum and dad. How, how much mum and dad created this atmosphere where we could still enjoy one another, uh, invest in one another and build our love for one another through the gift that is time. Hey, Pastor Rob, good to how see are, you. How are you, Simon? Good, happy Father's Day. Thank you, and happy Father's Day to you. Hey. Hey, hey um, so how many children do you have, first of all? Three. And how many grandchildren? In faith. <laughs> in faith. <laughs> yeah, so, so before I ask you a question today, you had something on your heart that you wanted to share with us. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, I just wanted to really honour and thank um, single mums out there yeah. because um, I, at 14 my father passed away after battling for cancer for many years and my mum raised me um, from 14 on through some pretty important years yeah. for a young man and um, and honestly I just want to just thank and honour each single mum mm. and especially all of you, all, all the women out there that are um, raising their kids in the household of God and faith and we know the scripture which says that God is the father to the fatherless Yes. And uh, I just really just want to encourage each one of them and, and, and know that you're doing a fantastic job. That's awesome. Amazing That's job. Awesome, awesome. I wanted to ask you as a father in our church, what advice would you give us? One of the things, uh, if I was going to say one thing, um, I would say um, that um, it really, you know, this season that we're going through really highlights the importance of good biblical stewardship and laying that foundation and teaching our children those principles. Um, you know, what is a steward? A steward is one that's entrusted and charged with the management of the affairs of the true owner. Um, and two principles of stewardship are this. One, God owns everything. He's the true owner. Um, why? Because he created it, he made it, and so he owns it. Um, Psalm 24 says, the earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. And secondly, he sustains it. He is before all things, and in and Colossians 1.17 says, he is before all things, and in, and in him all things hold together. You know, we were made, not only does he own, own it, but we were made to manage what God owns. And in Genesis, we see that God chose man to be the managers of his creation. So stewardship involves making up our mind that we don't own our own time, our money, our possessions, or our relationships. They're all His. Um, they belong to Him. We just manage it. Stewardship is really the basic principle of life. It's foundational. Good Christian biblical stewardship is the proper management of every area of our life to enhance His 
kingdom. And God, you know, he intends for our resources to be used, not wasted. Um, Good stewardship involves using it wisely. Stewardship is partnership with God. And when it comes to our finances, it lays an incredible foundation, good stewardship for both good and tough economic times, including the seasons that we're going through. And so I really, you know, for me, you know, one of our problems is that we think that we own things rather than just managers of it. Um, But we can never forget that God is the owner and that he is the source of everything we have. And also the other problem that happens, often things rule over us. We, you know, see back in Genesis how God intended man would rule over things. But what has happened is that things rule over us. We become possessed by possessions. And, you know, uh, and then we come to these sort of seasons, um, which which are tough economic seasons, and we haven't laid a good foundation and we're mounting up with debt and all the rest of it. And so good Christian biblical stewardship, I believe, is amazing, is important. And it's it's foolish to make our number one goal simply in life, the acquisition of things, because God is just loaning things to us for a short time anyway. Well, it's a great honor to have Pastor Messer with us all the way from Arizona. It's great to see you. Could you give us your advice, Pastor? Hey, good to see you guys too. Greetings from Arizona. Uh, What a special treat to be visiting with you today and especially uh, the special day, Father's Day. And you know, first thing I'd like to say, being a father is an incredible, incredible privilege. I had the privilege of having Brad and Dana, and many of you know them, and uh, they are amazing, still amazing. I love them, and it was a great, great privilege to be their dad. And uh, along with that privilege, one day it dawned on me that not only is it a great privilege to have them and be their father, but it's a great responsibility to raise them to love God, to know God, and really walk in the ways of God. So that was a whole different thing to me. And as I began thinking about that years ago, I thought scripture, we need the word of God, we need something. And so I have a scripture that I'd like to share with uh, the church today, all the fathers there, and uh, Jack and Carol, wherever you're sitting there, I love you guys so much. And uh, my home away from home is Penrith, and some of the my best friends and my best mates are there. But the scripture that God put on my heart is Proverbs chapter 14 and verse uh, 26. And the New Living Translation says those, listen, it's, it's a small scripture with two incredible promises. Uh, the first it says in the New Living Translation, those who fear the Lord, those who fear the Lord are secure. I thought, my, that's an amazing promise to have a true north, to know where we're going, and and the only prerequisite, I fear God. I have a holy reverential fear for God, love Him, and want to serve Him with all my heart. So that promise in that scripture says, if I fear God, that He has a place of secure for me. It's a fixed place. The, The word secure means it's It's so as not to give in or give way or become loose from the journey that I need to take. I thought, thank you, Jesus. As good as that is, the last part is the best. It says, he will be 
a refuge for their children. If I fear God, I'm secure. If I fear God, he is a refuge for my children. And the place, the refuge, when you look, it's a place of being safe. It's a place of sheltered from danger and trouble. So my thing is, love God, I'm secure. Because I love God and fear God, my children, uh, God is a refuge for them. And man, these troubled times that we're living in now with all that's going on in the world, what a great uh, peace of mind for me to know that God is a refuge for my kids and for your kids. It's a, it's a wonderful, wonderful thing. So the first thing I'd like to say to all the dads is fear God. Fear God. Have a holy, reverential fear for God. Um, not just, you know, Sunday, every day of the week. Let your kids see, your children see that their father loves God and fears God. So number one, do that, dads. Please, I ask you today. The second thing, the best thing, fathers, you can do for your children is to love their mother, demonstrate a godly love, reverent, just a, a Bible love for their mother. Let them know that their father loves their mother unashamedly, unashamedly. I can say that almost 62 years married to Noel, my kids know, if you would ask him today that did Tom love Noel? They could see by example that I loved her and I demonstrated that love to her um, in front of my kids. My kids never had to wonder, does dad love mom? Because dad did love mom. I remember I used to open the door for Noel. Um, you know, and sometimes wives think, yeah, you don't need to do that. Uh, you're just doing it maybe because it's Sunday and I got to where we would be out in the middle of nowhere and I would open the door just so she knew uh, that I wanted to open the door, as simple as that is. And so the second thing, um, fathers, that you can do is love your children's mother and let them know you love her all the time, all the time. And then the third thing I would say to, and to all the dads today is be real, be real, be genuine. You know, in my years of pastoring, I unfortunately had people that would be a good father, a good husband on Sunday, but through the week or through the month or through the year, things change. So my experience that I had for 62 years is fear God every day. Walk in that fear and that love of God and let it be, that's our life. That's our true north. Love your wife. Jesus, what well, the scripture says that Christ, he said, love your wife as Christ loved the church and gave himself to it or for it. That's pretty strong stuff. So we're supposed to love and demonstrate that love and don't be ashamed about it. Don't be bashful about it. Don't do it in crowds only. Do it alone. And the sad thing about some of these men that 
um, I saw through the years they were they were maybe consistent for a little while, but I want you to be real seven days a week, 24 hours a day, be a great father that realizes what an amazing privilege you have to be gifted with those priceless treasures from heaven, your kids. Love them, love them, and fear God, and love their mother, love their mother, so they know and they never ever question, does dad really love mom? Yes, dad really loves mom. And then please just be steady, be consistent, be real, be the real deal. What we see on Sunday, we want to see on Wednesday. Be a good dad every day, 24-7. And I believe with all of my heart that fathers, some great days are ahead. We're coming through some rough water right now. We really are, no doubt about it. All over the world, certain bad things are happening, some worse in other spots. But the Word of God is true. You can trust it. You can build your life on it. You can stake your life on it. Fear God, as the scripture says, and you're secure. And when you fear him, your children will have a refuge in him, a hiding place in him. And what greater peace could you have today in such troubled times to know in your heart that my, I'm secure and, and my, my wife is secure and my children are in a place of safety. That gives me great comfort. And it's been a great joy to drop in for a few minutes through the technology we have today is amazing. Uh, I wish I could see your loving, smiling faces. Well, you're looking at me at least. But I'm looking, I'm looking at Simon. And <laughs> I'm saying, Simon looks good. Uh, <laughs> hey, Pastor Messer, thanks so much for sharing. Could I ask you to pray for us? Pray for the fathers of our, our church this Father's Day. I'd be honored to pray right now for the church, for all the fathers and all the families. Father, in the name of Jesus, you're not bound by time and distance. And even though you're here in Arizona, you're there in Finland. And I pray for every father, every family, and Lord, every child, every boy, girl, man, and woman. And I just pray right now, Lord, that something supernatural from heaven would just come into the womb of the spirit of each dad that something would be caught today in this service in the anointing of this service that heaven would come down and touch the dads and the, and the moms and the kids and something incredible would begin to flow and happen and be stirring up lord in penrith and that city and other cities of our other churches lord i just pray for the other churches that are not Maybe listening to this, but I pray for Melbourne and for Canberra and Lord for Phoenix and for Yuma and all the, the people, Lord, that we love and so much a part of our life to do something today, right now, supernatural. Husbands, just open your heart right now and receive, receive, receive a touch from heaven right now. You're a great dad and you have a great future and God is good and the word is good and the best days are still ahead for each one of you and us together. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Baby,